This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Do you want to set your child up for success? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Well, I know with Eleanor, when she was struggling so much with math, if she had been able to do online learning at home, she would have been much better able to keep up with the class, and that would have just made the whole situation much easier for her. Don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And half your listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash happier. Visit IXL.com slash happier to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast that gives you strategies and tips for how to build happier habits into your daily life. This week is episode 310, and so as always, for a 10th episode, we have a very special episode. This episode is dedicated to all things reading. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me, because of technology, is my sister Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, you and I have always loved to read, but there is just never enough time to read. This is true. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and Gretchen, our read 21 and 21 is helping me get through the books, so I'm very happy about that. Yes, hashtag read 21 and 21. But first, an update. Elizabeth, you have an exciting update. Yes, Gretchen. I got the first dose of the Pfizer vaccine for COVID-19. Yay! Um, So, yeah, I volunteered for a day at one of the big megapods where they're handing out vaccine in L.A. And as a volunteer at lunch, I got the vaccine. Wow. So that was so exciting. There was cheering and clapping and everyone um, was very excited about getting the vaccine. So in three weeks, I'll get the second dose and then I will be good to go. Oh, that is so exciting. And our parents have gotten it and your parents-in-law. So it is happening. It is happening. Oh my gosh. Biggest happiness boost um, imaginable. Now, let's jump into the very special episode of reading. Now, in episode 305, we announced our challenge for 2021. You may have joined us for Walk 20 in 20, uh, hashtag Walk 20 in 20. And the challenge for 21 is to read for 21 minutes every day in 2021. And Elizabeth, we have been blown away by how enthusiastically 
people have greeted this challenge. Yes, I think it's like people want a yes. um, excuse to read. They yes. want license to spend time reading, yes. and we have given it to them. Yes, many people have said, okay, now that we're doing this, I'm like, I'm able to sit down and read in a way that I haven't been, even though I've wanted to for so many years. Now, even if you haven't joined yet, remember, now is always the right time to start. Mm -hmm. You can yes. join anytime. If you want a PDF that will let you do a don't break the chain where you can cross up every day, if you go to GretchenRubin.com slash resources, there's one there, especially for Read 21 and 21, because a lot of people do find don't break the chain to be helpful. So that's that can be a useful hack for some people. Yes. And Gretchen, before we um, get to all of our readers' suggestions and insights, I wanted to mention that on Happier in Hollywood, episode 193, I gave a bonus hack about reading, which I thought people might find useful, which is that after a long day of Zooming, when you feel like your eyes are sort of rolling around <laughs> in your head and there's like a buzzing in your brain that yeah. won't stop... I have found that doing my 21 minutes right after a long day of Zooming really resets sort of my constitution and I feel mm. better. So I think that is a great thing to do. I don't think it seems obvious that right. after Zooming you'd want to read, but it has helped me so much. Because now that you're really underway with Fantasy Island, I bet you just have oh, solid Zoom for back to back all day long. And I after at the end of the day, I I don't even feel human. But then I read and I feel like myself again. But you're right; it's not obvious. So that's a great that's a great hack. Also, we wanted to let people know that for Read 21 and 21, at the end of the show, we're always going to say what we're reading. In case you're curious, people seem to be, I'm always interested to hear what other people are reading. Same. So that'll be with the resources and the demerits and gold stars. So you, we wanted to let people know if you want to hear that, it's at the end of the show. Yes. And then, Gretchen, we also want to revisit, speaking of reading, our um, Try This at Home that we did in episode 302. Think of a book that you read in high school or college that you still think about and reread it. We promised we would do this, and we yeah. did. Yes, we did. So, Elizabeth, you read Shinwai Shebe's masterpiece, Things Fall Apart. When you read it, did you remember it? Like, did you remember why you remembered it? Um, what was your experience like? Yes, it is such an amazing book. It came back to me of why I thought it was so brilliant. It's really about the start of missionaries in Africa and how that just started to change life. Yep. And it was just, it's really fascinating on like 15 different levels. And so mm -hmm. it came back to me as to why it had resonated so much when I read it. It was sort of a window into a totally different world. Mm -hmm. uh, when I read it, I knew nothing about, and I think that's why it stuck with me so much. Well, it's interesting. I would say exactly the same thing about the book I reread, which was The Pillow Book of, by Say Shunagun. Both of these books are kind of like towering masterpieces of world literature. So I guess maybe yeah. it's no surprise <laughs> that they're memorable yeah. because they've been around for decades, and in my case, hundreds of years. And the pillow book, I remember it was clear to me exactly why it caught my fancy and stuck in my memory, because it has this very interesting, loose structure. It's nature descriptions, diary entries, character sketches, little anecdotes. And then there are also these lists where Seishanagan writes these lists of like things like elegant things, unsuitable things, mm. splendid things. 
things that have lost their power. And I love lists and I love this way of capturing ideas and it's so beautiful. And then there's this really interesting thing in the book. And I think this is something added later where the the sections are are titled according to how she opens the section, which ends up being super poetic. So like one section is called, Once During a Long Spell of Rainy Weather. And it was just even reading the section titles was very poetic. So I was really happy to revisit it. And, I, you know, I'm writing a book about the five senses and she writes so beautifully about the five senses. Mm. It really, it really had a lot of resonance for me. So this, this turned out to be a really useful exercise for both of us. Yes. And we heard from so many listeners who were excited to reread a book yeah. that resonated with them, too. Yeah. I th- again, I think it's sort of like somebody just telling you, like, oh, go do this. You're like, yes. oh, I've been meaning to do that for years. Now, we have tons of hacks and suggestions from listeners. But Elizabeth, I know you have a couple hacks and I have a couple hacks. So what's one of your hacks? One of mine is to create a stack of books that you want to go through. I did this. um, I sent you a picture of it. Yes, you did. And it's like, that is my stack of books. And I am just, as soon as I'm done with one, I'm just going to the stack and getting another. And it's just helpful to have them all in one place. Right. I would also say that sometimes people have decision fatigue from deciding what to read next and a way you can, if if that's an issue for you, you can make a stack and then just decide, I'm just going to read whatever is next in the stack. I'm not going to poke around and pick what I feel like at the moment. Mm. I like to read that way, but a lot of people just read what's next as a way to just get started on the next book. You put it in the stack. So at some level you want to read it, just get going. I have two hacks. One is When you're reading, put your phone out of reach. That is great advice. Because if it's right there and you're in the habit, as we all are, of checking your phone, you might just get distracted by having it there. Whereas if it's in the other room, if you're anything like me, once I'm down on the sofa, I'm like, it's hard to get me up. I want people to wait on me hand and foot. (laughs) I don't have to get up again. Put your phone out of reach. And also... Read what you want. Sometimes people, they're like, I shouldn't be reading only mysteries. Or like, I love children's literature and young adult literature. But some people are like, oh, I should be reading something else. Read what you want. Yes. Because you just read so much more when you're reading what you want. Reading leads to reading. Reading leads to reading. The more you read, the more you want to read. That is the truest rule of all. Okay, listener hacks and suggestions for getting more reading done. I love this one from Catherine because she mentions Nora Ephron. And Elizabeth, you and I are both huge fans of Nora Ethbron. We sure are. Catherine says, for my yearly list, I always like to do at least one reading-related item. For 2020, I read the collected works of Nora Ephron, and it was fantastic. And this year, I had the idea to do 12 books from 12 loved ones. I'm asking 12 loved ones, some family, some friends, a variety of ages, to recommend one of their favorite books, and I'm going to read one every month. I'm thinking of it as a way to read books I wouldn't normally read, like my favorite uncle reads science fiction all the time, I never do, connect with the people I love, and maybe learn something about them. I think this is a great idea. Yes. And it reminds me, Gretchen, of the Try This at Home we had in episode 309 to heed a suggestion. If yes. someone suggests a book, read the book. Yeah, I think this is great because it's going to make you closer to them and get and also expose you to books you wouldn't otherwise read. I think that's a great idea. Diana noted how much she loves to read in the same room as other people. There is just a special joy of silently reading in a room full of, of people who are also reading. I absolutely agree with that. Several people noted that they had reconfigured their homes and apartments to make a more inviting space for reading. You know, it doesn't have to be big if you have like a cozy chair and a good light. And a lot of people said that how much satisfaction they got from sort of reclaiming an overlooked or neglected place 
and turning it into this really pleasant place to read. So if you, if you have an overlooked place, think about creating a book nook, as we called them in grade school. <laughs> And Gretchen, we also got a lot of suggestions for podcasts related to reading. Some have interviews with authors or reviewers, others are discussions about a particular book. So we just wanted to mention some of these. There's Backlisted. I love Backlisted. I just discovered it and I'm obsessed. Moms Don't Have Time to Read, which is a hilarious title. This is a friend of mine's podcast. Slightly Foxed. Okay, I have been recommending the publication of Slightly Foxed for years. It's great for people who love to read, and they have a podcast too. There's In Our Time Culture. Yes. So there's In Our Time Culture, In Our Time History, In Our Time Science, and In Our Time Culture, Like there's books like Jane Eyre or Beowulf. Um, so those are really great. I also recommend Currently Reading. I just was just on that, did an episode there. Another friend of mine has an excellent podcast called But That's Another Story, where he talks to authors and about the books they love. What Should I Read Next with Ann Bogle? The Book Review, that is hosted by the New York Times Book Review editor, Pamela Paul, who's also a friend of mine. Wow, I didn't realize I had so many friends <laughs> who have um, book podcasts. I guess that's not a surprise. And then New Yorker Fiction. Yes. In the show notes, I'll include even more. Uh, we can't even go through all the ones that but those are some of the ones that we heard about most from listeners. So, And I will also post a link to an article in The Guardian called The 10 Best Book Podcasts. If you want to read about yet another list where they're all described, um, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And then Gretchen, Stephanie wrote in about a great reading challenge. She said, I wanted to let you know about the Black Lit Challenge, which can be found on Twitter and YouTube by someone named The Artisan Geek. Great name. Yeah. It is taking place from February 1st to 28th and aims to increase awareness of work by Black authors, which I think is something you're interested in. There are five challenges over the month as listed below. One, read a book outside your comfort zone by a Black author, something that you usually wouldn't pick up. Maybe you never read mysteries or sci-fi or novels. Two, read a book with a Black person on the cover. Three, read a book written before the 21st century by a Black author. Four, read a book by a Black author from outside the U.S. or the U.K. And five, read a book recommended by Ina. Okay, that last one is a little mysterious. This is an interactive video recommendation. It's really cool. So I will post a link in YouTube, both to the whole challenge and then also to this recommended by Ina. Ina asks you a series of questions and then recommends a book for you. And the funny thing is, I did it. And the recommendation I got was a book that I just bought a few weeks ago. I haven't yet wow. read it, but I already own it. Witchmark by C.L. Polk. So I figure it's a pretty, it must be pretty good since I had, in fact, decided that I wanted to read it. So this is fun. I think a lot of listeners really enjoy challenges. And so this is like a really creative way uh, that Artisan Geek put a lot of challenges out there. That's really fun. And Gretchen, this is a suggestion from someone named Gretchen, not you. (laughs) She says, you've mentioned different kinds of book clubs, and I wanted to share the two that I am in. A friend from high school and I both love reading and discussing books, but we live in Chico, California and Nashville, Tennessee. So a few years ago, we started a long distance book club for just the two of us. A couple of times a year, one of us will send a box with a couple of books we have read with a sealed letter with our notes about each one for the other to read when they finish. That reader then writes their thoughts about the books and answers any questions from the giver's notes and adds it to the next book box they send. 
The other book club I'm in is also just two people. When everything shut down due to COVID, I wanted some kind of intentional fun thing to look forward to. So I asked my husband to start a book club with me. We both love mystery novels, so we call it Gretch and Mike's Murder Mystery Book Club. (laughs) When we have both finished the book, we meet in our library, a reading nook in our family room, with fun drinks and have our discussion. It has become such a fun thing for us to share and enjoy together. Well, I love that. These ideas made me think of you because you're a big fan of the two-person book club. (laughs) I am. I think it's a great idea. I like this idea of mailing the back and forth. And I think some people would not want to write the letters, but I think you could just send the books. Yeah, and talk. Uh, And talk about it. Zoom, yes. These are great ideas. Wonderful ideas. All right, Gretchen, coming up, we have some suggestions of tools and apps to help you read more. But first is break. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. Okay, Gretch, we're back talking about reading, all things reading today, and we have some great suggestions for reading tools, starting with one that you found. Yeah, someone, a a listener had recommended this to me. I don't remember who. I'm sorry, I can't give you credit. But anyway, so I often will turn out my light earlier, and then Jamie will read in bed next to me, and he was using a book clip, uh, but somebody was like, no, I have a much better system. It's called the Legil Rechargeable LED Book Light Neck Reading Lamp Hands-Free Adjustable Brightness. I will put a link to it. It's hard to describe. It's like wearing a snake around your neck. 
And at the tail and the head are lights that you can adjust, and it's very bendable until you wear it around your neck. And Jamie much prefers it. He says it's much, much easier to use. And I have to say, for me, I see less light from this way than I did when he had the book clip. And it's also something like if you knit or you're working on a puzzle or like you're doing a home repair where you're trying to get light, it would work very well for that as well because it just shines the light wherever you want it to go. So I don't use it because I just go to sleep earlier, but um, Jamie gives it a big thumbs up. So I will put a link in the show notes if you want to have a, a reading light that's very focused like that. Yeah, I'm going to order one for Adam for Valentine's Day. Oh, good. Nice. Okay, here's a suggestion from Amnia. When my Kindle broke, I realized I preferred the phone, much less likely to misplace and easy to read with one hand. Anywhere you can check for texts, you can read a book, waiting in line, taking a walk. That's interesting, Gretch. Sarah, my writing partner, loves reading books on her phone. She does exactly what's described, the one-handed scroll of the book. I cannot stand it. Maybe it's because my eyes aren't good enough, but oh my gosh, I do not like reading books on my phone. This is a great example where there's really so many different preferences. Some people want audio, some people want a physical book, some people want a Kindle, some people want their phone. There's so many different ways, and I would never read a book on my phone. (laughs) Never, 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 never. No. But some people, that's their preferred way. And so maybe it's worth experimenting with it. I remember uh, a long time ago, a listener said that she deleted a soul-sucking app and replaced it with an e-reading thing. And so every time she was automatically going to the soul-sucking app, her book popped up. So that was that was Yes, a I remember angle. that too. Um, Amanda said, I find two apps helpful. One is called Strides, and you can set it up to ask you at a certain time of the day if you hit your goal or habit, and it can be anything. Alyssa, that reminds me about how you and Amanda check in with each other during the day to say, where are you with your steps? Yes. So you get reminded, like, get on it. Don't forget about this. The other one I like is Time Clock to help clock in for my 21 minutes. I find having this app opens keeps me more mindful of how much time I've spent reading, especially on days when I feel I'm easily distracted. So Mm. those are two apps. Joanna says, one of my big goals for 2021 is to run the year, meaning run 2,021 miles during the calendar year. Wow. I love listening to audiobooks and podcasts while I run, but I hate running with earbuds in because it can be disorienting and dangerous. So I've just been running with my phone playing out loud, which is the worst. It's often hard to hear. It's awkward to figure out where to put my phone, and I'm sure it annoys other people. I knew what would solve my problem. Wireless headphones that sit outside your ears and use bone conduction so you can hear what's around you as well as your media. But the pair I wanted was $150 and as a major underbuyer, I just couldn't make myself do it. Until read 21 in 2021, I decided that if I'm going to run 2,021 miles, I could pair that with racking up as many audiobooks as I could to satisfy this challenge. The thought of limping through 50 audiobooks with my current SAD setup was too much, so I finally bought the damn headphones. I get so excited every time I think about them. I don't think I could have made this purchase if Read 21 and 21 wasn't a thing. So thank you for giving me the official excuse I needed to make my life happier in this small but meaningful way. Well, good tools make any activity a joy. Um, Here's another thing related to earphones, which I did not know about. Juliet, she was mentioning a suggestion that we discussed in episode 303 about using the sleep timer on your phone so your podcast or audiobook automatically shuts off. 
She said, my additional hack is to use sleep phones. These are flat earphones in a headband so that it's more comfortable to lie on your pillow with them. They also don't fall out like traditional earbuds. Some versions come as an IMS too. I believe some people wear them for running, working out, and yoga. And I looked at this. I'd never heard of this. It's more like a wide headband. I could also imagine this would work like if you were sick in bed mm. and they were coming out or you wanted to lie on them. So I'll post a link to those because I, I had never seen anything no. like this. So I think for the right person, this could be a real find. Gretchen, many people talked about this app and we have talked about it before, but it's worth mentioning again, the Libby app. Yes. If you want to use your public library, um, you can check out books like on this app. Yeah. And my gosh, what a game changer. Yes. It can completely change your ability to read books without paying anything. Yeah, many, many people mentioned the Libby app. Roxanne had an interesting use of the strategy of pairing, which of course is one of the 21 strategies that I write about in Better Than Before. She writes, I often fall into the trap of waiting until I have free time to read, but your upcoming challenge inspired me to take a different approach. A goal that I have for myself is to increase the frequency of sheet pan and crockpot meals throughout my week, aka meals that don't require a constant supervision. I feel very obligated to spend time making healthy meals from scratch, but I know that I could make it more efficient. My plan is to pair these two things together. And so while dinner is cooking all on its own with no real supervision necessary, I can sit down and enjoy my reading without feeling guilty that I'm not being productive. So this is a very a brilliant way to kill two birds with one stone. Yes. Shauna says, super delightful challenge. I'm going to go a step further and read 21 minutes of fiction and 21 minutes of nonfiction. So she's going to read 42 minutes a day. Excellent. Okay, Gretch, coming up, we're going to share a great Icelandic custom about reading. But first, this break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Gretchen, when I started my career, therapy really helped me work through all of my stresses so that I was able to concentrate at work and do a good job. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Gretchen Rubin today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Gretchen Rubin. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. They can dress themselves. They can clean up after themselves, allegedly. Other things don't, like having conversations about money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money unless they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Yeah, Jack has Greenlight, and one thing I love is that it includes a chores feature where you can set up one-time or recurring chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. 
Gretchen, we used to mow the lawn. How much more motivated would we have been if we'd had funds deposited when we completed the hut chore? Mm -hmm. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash happier. That's greenlight.com slash happier to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash happier. This is a terrific idea. I cannot believe that I have not heard of this custom. It turns out that in Iceland, they have a tradition called Yola Bokaflod, which translate roughly to Christmas Book Flood. And this is a custom where people give presents, often books, on the night of Christmas Eve, and then people spend the rest of the night reading. So Katie writes, several years ago, I learned about the Icelandic Christmas Eve tradition of Yabokaflod. I convinced my family, husband, kids, parents, siblings, and siblings-in-law to adopt it. We're Jewish, but we're always in non-pandemic times together at Christmas time. We go out together to buy books. We choose our own. Two years ago, I decided that that day would be a great way to start a habit of daily reading. So my streak started on Yabokaflod 2018. Okay, well, let's look, look forward to that. Gretch, I see this in your future. <laughs> yes, Boca Flow 2021. Excellent. <laughs> Sandra says, so I'm going to walk 20 minutes for 2021 and read 21 minutes for 2021. Get it? It's going to be 2021. How did we not think of this? Love question? it. 2021. <laughs> Walking and reading. The perfect combo. Emily said, I just wanted to tell you how much I love reading 21 and 21. Only one week in, and I'm more than halfway done of my first book of the year. I'll be finished in a few days and on to my second one. I really can't believe how many pages I can read in 21 minutes a day. I love to read, and I often felt like I just didn't have enough time. But through this challenge, I realized how a little time consistently can go a long way. Now I am so excited to think about how many books I'm going to get through this year reading 21 minutes a day. This is exactly what we were saying. Reading leads to more reading. And when you read consistently, you can get a lot of reading done. Yes. Now, Gretchen, we need to talk about some big reading debate. <laughs> we, we've been debating these yes. ourselves. Okay, first question up for debate. Do you read multiple books at once? Elizabeth, what do you do? I do not. I read one book at a time. I hate reading multiple books. How about you? I always read multiple books at once. Jamie converted me to this. He wow. reads multiple books, and now I read multiple books. Okay. Yes. Different moods. I have them in different places in the apartment. Yes. Gretch, next question. Do you use bookmarks? I rarely use a bookmark. Do you use a bookmark? Not very often. I have some great ones um, that are like pictures of Jack laminated, but of course yeah. I never know where they are. So I always end up either using the flap if it's a hardcover or dog earring if it's paperback, which some people think is sacrilege. Yeah. Well, I, I just like rip off a piece of scrap paper and use it. But that leads me to the next question up for debate. Do you mark up books or dog ear books? Yeah. So you dog ear books, Lisa. Do you mark them up? Yes. I don't usually mark them up rarely. I mark them up like crazy if I own them. Yeah, that is your signature. Yes. And here's a great debate. We talked about this before, but we have to include it because there is such a raging debate. Do you put down a book if you don't like it? Oh, it's hard for me to put down a book. It really is. I'm trying to do it more often because I know you think it's important, but it's yeah. hard. I just think you get more reading done that you enjoy. But it is true that I suffer, and I know a lot of people do, from if I don't like a book, I don't want to say, okay, I'm not going to read it, but then I don't want to read it so I can go weeks without reading anything. Well, see, this so is that's the, thing. the downside. Yeah. That is the downside. Yeah. Okay. 
So on from no debates, here's a know yourself better question, Elizabeth, because I'm dying to hear your answer to this. What was the first book you remember reading that made you cry? Okay, I remember this very specifically, Gretch. It was a children's book called Sylvester and the Magic <gasps> Pebble. Yes. And I think he was a donkey who oh. accidentally wished himself to become a big rock. And he yes. was trapped in this oh. rock and his parents were walking by and missing him oh. and he could hear everybody, but he couldn't get out of the rock. And I just sobbed. You did. I remember that all the way back to our childhood. And in fact, Elizabeth, I don't know if you remember this, but you hid the book. You were so terrified <laughs> that someone would try to read it to you again oh my God. that you like hid it under the cushions of a sofa. <laughs> and I remember later, I was talking to a professor who was a professor of children's literature. And I mentioned to her this episode and she said, I don't think people should read that book to children because they always worry that their wishes will come true. Oh. And in the book, a wish does come true. It's, so it's a terrifying idea. Yeah, well, it it had me sobbing. Uh, mm. What about you? Oh, Charlotte's Web by oh, E.B. Yeah. White. I still remember it. I cried for like three days straight. Of course, I still, every time I read the book, I, I sob. Yes. Yes. So listeners, we would be very interested to hear what was the book. Was it Little Women, perhaps? That's mm. very sad. Uh, I would be so curious to hear. Yes. Now, let's talk about the four tendencies briefly, because this is a place where you can harness the energy of your tendency to help yourself stay on track. So I've talked about the four tendencies so much. <laughs> I will put links in the show notes if you want to go back and listen to a description of what they are. I will also put a link to the quiz, which is at quiz.gretchenrubin.com, where you can take the free quick quiz to find out, are you an upholder, a questioner, obliger, or rebel, and what that means generally. But because a lot of people already know about the tendencies, we'll just race through quickly how each of the tendencies might use the strengths of their tendency to follow through on Read 21 and 21. So, Gretch, how would an upholder harness their tendency? So, upholders tend to do pretty well with this kind of thing. Um, it might be useful to put it on the calendar. Like, for upholders, if it's on the calendar, it's very, very it's mm -hmm. going to get done. So, maybe pick at the same time every day, if you could do that, or at least slot it in so that, like, you see it appearing on your calendar. And how about questioners? So, questioners always need to know why, and they love to customize. So, you really want to think about, why do I want to do this? Why do I think this is a, the best use of this 21 minutes? How can I set myself up and customize this to work the best for me? I can imagine questioners being like, I'm going to read, you know, whatever 21 times 7 is in one day, mm -hmm. or I'm going to read, you know, every other day for twice as long. Like, they love to customize. And so, for questioners, it's like really figuring out how to make this customized and most efficient, and that makes the most rational sense for you. And then, Gretchen, how about my group, the obligers? There's a lot to do to help an obliger read yes. more. So obligers need outer accountability. And, there's, and I think for a lot of people, the fact that we're doing this itself yes. creates outer accountability. Yes. And if you want us to be your accountability partners, email us, and we will yes. give you your gold stars and encourage you to join Post regularly on hashtag read 21 and 21, because then you'll have this feeling like people are expecting you to check in. And the more there's social proof, the more people are doing it, the more other people will feel like they should be doing it too. So you're helping other people while you're helping yourself. Remember the motto of the obliger is you can count on me and I'm counting on you to count on me. You could also join a book group. You could tell your children you're going to read the books they're reading for school mm -hmm. so that everybody can discuss it. You could tell your children that while they're doing their homework, you're going to be doing your reading work. And if you're not doing your reading, they don't have to do their homework <laughs> and they will police you. You can think of setting an example. 
for other people, habits are very catching. If you're reading, other people are, are likely to pick up a book if that's something you would like other people to do. Social media is a great way. The Better app is a great way. You just want to think about creating that outer accountability. Okay, and finally, rebels. So rebels, think about your identity and your pleasure and what you want. So you could say, well, this is who I am. I'm a reader. I've always been a reader. Or I love poetry. Of course I'm going to read poetry. Um, it's your identity. And then it's also like, this is what I like to do. Of course I'm going to read because this is what I like to do. This is what I choose to do. 21 minutes. I don't need 21 minutes. I'm going to do it as long as I want. And I will say that for some rebels, it can be helpful to do something when they feel like they're breaking the rules a little bit. So like I was talking to one rebel who did it during her work day because she's mm. like, it felt a little bit illicit. Yes. But, you know, she's working from home. Like, who's to say? But yes. it was kind of like, ooh, it's a lot more fun to read, you know, at 11 a.m. when yep. everybody else is like going through their email. I am kicking back with a novel. I'm like, that sounds great. Yes. Yeah. So remember, whenever it is and wherever you are, there's always a book waiting for you. If you want to read a post where we talk a lot about this challenge with FAQs and all kinds of other resources and links, I'll post a link to that in the show notes. Again, we talked about this for the first time in episode 305. Elizabeth, I think this is just a delightful challenge. We're, yes. We need delight in our lives yes, in 2021. Yes, we do. Yes. So let us know if you do tread this at home and how hashtag read 21 and 21 is going for you. And if you have any additional hacks or suggestions, we will be checking in throughout the year. More reading for all. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Email us at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. As always, you can go to the show notes. This is episode 310, very special episode for everything we talked about. More reading for everybody. Yes. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to read 21 in 21. The resources for this week. Uh, you can subscribe to my free weekly newsletter called Five Things Making Me Happy, where I ask readers and listeners questions. I share what I'm learning and reading, and I share five things making me happy. You can join at GretchenRubin.com newsletter. And remember, I have created a PDF for your 21 for 21 list. And for your read 21 and 21, you can get those at GretchenRubin.com slash resources. And Gretchen, we have to share what we are reading this week. I yes. am reading The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett, which was a big bestseller. And it's a great book. Hey, Gretchen, what are you reading? I am reading a book called A House of My Own, Stories from My Life by Sandra Cisneros. I just started it and I absolutely love it. Oh, yay. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, our engineer, Bob Tabador, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend, especially if there's a friend you think would like to join us for Read 21 and 21, and subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us Onward and Upward. For public library card holders, uh, library card, sorry, the Libby app, which is available, which is available for public library card holders, I sang library card wrong. Um, the Libby app, which is available for public library card holders. <laughs> I did you have public wrong. Uh, oh. Well, you if you do... said, like, if you want to go to, like, if you want to use your public library. Yeah. 
And then there's the Libby app. Um, if you want to use your public library, um, let me say it again because it, I, okay. Um, From the Onward Project. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.